Hi, I'm going to read Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. If you haven't read, if you haven't heard my other podcast episode, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, part 17, go and check it out right now. Have you already watched my other podcast episode? Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, part 17. Yes, continue on with the story. It only took Harry a, one trip upstairs to move everything. He found one recovered to his room. He sat down on the bed. He sat down on the bed and stared around him. Nearly everything in his room. Wait, I read this page. He did I? George Dog in corner. Julie's first ever television set. Bird cage. When the post arrived, Uncle Vernon seemed to be trying to trying to be nice to Harry made Judy go and get it. They heard him banging things with his smelling tins smelling tins smelling tins stick all the way down the hall. Then he shouted There's another one Mr H Potter the smallest bedroom, number four, private drive, with a strangled cry. Uncle Vernon leapt from his seat and ran down the hall. Harry, right behind him, Uncle Vernon had to wrestle doodly to the ground to get the letter from him. Which was made difficult because of the fact that Harry grabbed Uncle Vernon around the neck from behind after a after a minute of confused frightening a minute of confused frightening.
minute of a minute of confused fighting in which everyone got hit a lot by the smellington stick. Uncle Vernon straightened up, gasping for breath, with Harry's letter clutched in his hand. Go to your cupboard, I mean, your bedroom, he wheezed at Harry. Doodly go, doodly go, just go. Harry walked around and around his new room. Someone knew he had moved out of his cupboard and seemed to know that he hadn't received his first letter. Surely that meant they'd try again. And this time, he'd make sure that that he didn't fail. He had a plan. The repaired alarm clock rang six o'clock. Rang at six o'clock the next morning. Harry turned it off quickly and dressed silently. He mustn't wake up the Dudleys. He, he stole downstairs without turning on any of the lights. <coughs> it was going to wait for the postman on the corner of Private Drive and get the letters from num- for number four first, his heart hammered as he crept across the dark hall towards the front of the door. Ah! Harry leapt into the air. He twiddled on something big and squashed. And squashly on the doormat. <coughs> something, something alive. Lights clicked on upstairs. And to his horror, Harry realised that he was squash, that the big squashy something had been his uncle's. Uncle Vernon had been lying at the foot of the front door in a sleeping bag trying to do In the sleeping bag, clearly 
making sure that Harry didn't know, didn't do exactly what he had been trying to do. He shouted at Harry for about half an hour and then told him to go and make a cup of tea. Harry shuffled miserably off into the kitchen and by the time he got back the post had arrived right into Uncle Flannan's lap. Harry could see three letters addressed in green ink. I want, he began, but Uncle Vernon was tearing the letters into pieces before his eyes. Uncle Vernon didn't go to work that day. He stayed at home, nailed up the letterbox. And nailed up the letterbox. See, explained to Aunt Antonia through the mouthful of nails. If they can't deliver them, they'll just give up. I'm not sure that will work, Vernon. That will work. Vernon? Oh, these people mind. Work in strange ways, Pentunia. They're not like you and me, said Uncle Vernon trying to knock a nail with the piece of fruitcake on Pintunia. I just bought him. On Friday, no fewer than 12 letters arrived for Harry as they couldn't go through the letterbox. They had been pushed under the door, slotted through the sides, and a few even forced through the small window in in down in the downstairs toilet. I'm just going to stop there because this is a long book of how you put down the philosopher's stone. So, bye!